Hello, and welcome to episode 57 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. And this week, we are going to be answering more of your listener questions. We had so many after the last episode um, that we decided to uh, answer the ones that we missed, and we got a bunch more in. So we're going to be talking about all of those things. So we're super excited to to get to that, because these are our favorite episodes. We love just... (laughs) Hearing from you're you guys. So fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, we like knowing what you're doing. So um, also we are almost more excited about our Patreon extra this week, I think. <laughs> um, so, I have been waiting, just so you know, <laughs> weeks to talk about this. Yeah. Weeks. So excited. Um, we are going to be talking about what we are obsessed with on social media right now. So um, there's one thing that we're all completely obsessed with. Um, And then, you know, sort of a couple of other things that we're going to be discussing as well. So if you are a Patreon supporter, stay tuned for that extra. If you're not a Patreon supporter and you want to know what the heck we're talking about, uh, you can visit patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess, subscribe to join, and you will get all of the extra content that we do for our supporters. So super (laughs) excited about that. Uh, But first, it's a little light on the Disney news this week, I guess. I don't know. Not a whole lot. Like oh, it, yeah. Really nothing. Disney's taking the week off. They've got nothing going on. That's right. So uh, the only announcement is about the Villains After Hour event, right? Charlie, you want to tell us about that? No. No. That was not the news that I saw. I saw the other one. Um, we had two pieces of news. Now I don't remember what the other one was. Okay. So Villains After <laughs> Hours is a so very prepared, popular... Guys. Really yeah. prepared today. Yeah, yeah. I got glad you guys have done the research. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Villains After Hours event is a uh, separate ticketed event that takes place after hours at the Magic Kingdom. Um, they've done after hours, just sort of like a basic after hours for a while now. And then this year in t- 2019, they introduced Villains After Hours and it was wildly popular. So they're tacking on a bunch more dates for 2020. So there's 14 extra nights added to it. Um, they start in February, uh, February 7th, and then it's select nights through July 10th. So they're actually going further into the summer than they ever had before, which is a lot of fun. So um, it is a, I haven't gotten to do one yet. Um, but I really, really want to. I'd really like to do the villains one too. So definitely way up there on my list. Uh, and then the only other news that we saw is the fuel rod charges. Um, right. Just do you know this one? You want to take this yeah, one? This, <laughs> All one right, go ahead. this one I know. I saw this. Um, so Disney has had for some time some chargers that you could not rent because it was no cost, but now there's a cost. So there was these little battery powered chargers called fuel rods and you could swap them out. Like you could get one out of a little vending machine and then you could use it up and then you could put it back and then get another one out if you needed it. But now they're, they're no longer free. There is a charge and I believe it's $3. Well, they, were never, they were never, they were free. never free. Your initial fuel rod, there was a charge for it was it, so but like a deposit kind of thing. So yeah. it's, $30 to buy one of these fuel rods. So oh. I don't know any, has anybody used these? Cause I just bring my oh. own chargers. My, my, I, my best friend has actually. So yeah, my best friend, Nanami actually used one on, on her trip about a year and a half ago. So, so okay. what you do, if you don't have a charger, like a portable charger to bring with you, you can go to these vending machines and buy one. It's $30 for the charger. But I guess what the, oh. um, the convenience is, is that you can then change them out. So you take your charger, you use it, it, you've, depleted the battery power you go to one of these little vending machines and you would deposit the fuel rod and they would give you a new one so you could 
always have one with you that was always charged. You didn't have to wait till you got back to your hotel room to charge it. Um, and that, that was the part that was free. Um, and they're all over the world. It's not just a Disney thing. So oh, I don't know whether okay. all over is charging. But now Disney at all the fuel rod stations is going to be charging $3 per uh, exchange. So instead of just exchanging one and getting the one for free, you now have to pay three dollars. Yeah. Okay. So then I was why do I have to keep paying for something I already bought? But whatever. Yeah. So I was just super confused about the whole thing. Then I guess I was getting that confused with the little charging things that you leave your phone in for a while. The little lockers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The little Which, those are cool. Yeah. But this is yeah, totally and I think different. They those out. Yeah, those yeah, are gone. Yeah, they don't have okay. those anymore. Yeah. Well, yep. okay. So clearly I knew absolutely nothing, but I learned <laughs> so, um, but no, I mean I've never used I've never used it because I, I just have my own little little charger, but I don't I I think that the having the thirty dollar one is that's not a bad price for it. But then if you have to pay now every time you swap it out, you know, because I could just charge it every night, right? In my hotel room. Exactly. Charge a little battery. Yeah. So yeah. the convenience yeah. of it was that you could just keep, you know, so if you're doing like a marathon 12, 15 hours in the parks, so you could just keep swapping it out and you don't have to worry. And you're always going to have something that's charged there. So you can yeah. have a battery power on your phone. Now you have to pay for that service. Which well, I how long do those fuel rods last? Because my battery pack will last for several days. <laughs> I know? don't know. I feel like they're, I've never used them. So if somebody listening has used them, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's only like one charge. And yeah. It's not, they're not like super, it's, it doesn't last for days. It's, uh, they're, they're pretty that. small, which is nice. Like the size of them is actually pretty convenient because they're just sort of a small cylinder. Um, but yeah, it's maybe like one and a half charges, maybe. Um, so maybe that $30 price is not the best anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe. Well, I, I'm just all sorts of wrong on, on the news today. So all right. <laughs> all right. bottom line, go to our must have items for your Disney trip on DisneyParkPrincess.com. If you go actually to our website, there's a link to, um, our must have items right at the top of the website. And we have a charger on there that we have all used and that we love. <laughs> so, yeah. and I pretty sure it might, I think it's cheaper than $30. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember off the top of my head, but, uh, um, just use that. <laughs> Because it's, yeah, it'll it get you a lot more than, than one charge. It, yeah, it lasts longer than one charge, and you can recharge it in your hotel room. It's pretty right. simple to recharge. Yep. Exactly. And that one will charge more than um, – you can charge two phones at once, which is nice. So, Which we have used on more than one occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's charged off of that thing. <laughs> Our problem is that we can't – if I don't remember my cord, uh, then that then it does right. no good to yep. charge exactly. two phones. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. All right. So that does it for the news. Uh, coming up is your listener questions. Okay. And this week we have a really special thank you to one of our listeners. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had mentioned in an email to our subscribers that we needed some tech help, <laughs> that we were struggling. I specifically uh, was struggling with some aspects of the website and getting our podcast well organized. And literally within 10 minutes after sending that email, I got a response from Brian. Brian is one of our listeners and it just so happens that he is a web person for a very large, I'm not going to out him on whatever, <laughs> you know, but this is what he does for a living. Um, and he volunteered to help us and he volunteered to do it for free. <laughs> and that is so incredible. I can't, uh, I just don't, I don't even really have words for it because he did so much work and he just made our website so much better and he's continuing to help us out. Um, and I just, I don't know. 
guys, I, I literally, I have no words for that. We're so incredibly grateful. Um, they've just gotten a look at the new podcast page. And what do you think? It looks fantastic. It looks so, fantastic. so good. So good. So it's much amazing. easier to navigate. Um, so you can now see now when you go to our website, disneyparkprincess.com slash podcast, um, you can see that the work that Brian did where you can see all of our old episodes and we're going to be going in and we're going to be updating them and adding images and improving things. And, um, it's just, we're so, 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 so grateful. So we just wanted to say a very special thank you to our listener, Brian. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you, Brian. Okay. So who wants to take this first question? Sharla, I'm not, you know what, Heather, why don't you take it? <laughs> I was going to say, do you, does everyone see me stretching here? I, I am ready for this one. This is right up my alley. <laughs> maybe, we're just, maybe we're giving Charlotte the day off today. <laughs> I have a, I have a uh, child homesick from school and a husband who's oh. out of town. So I've got oh. lots yeah, of stuff. No. So you, you need the day You need off. a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this question I'm super excited about. It comes from Michelle. And Michelle says, I hope it's not too late to ask a question. My husband said years ago that he was done with Disney until we have grandchildren. And our kids are 21 and 19. So I hope that will be a while. Our daughter was my Disney partner for seven years until she went off to college. We always went during food and wine because we love to eat and try new dishes. I couldn't give up food and wine, so my husband and I are leaving this weekend for a five-day trip to Disney World, staying at the Beach Club Villas. Michelle, that is, like, fantastic. Good for you convincing him. <laughs> we will not, uh, she says, we will not likely make many rope drops and won't stay in the parks all day. What suggestions do you have to do around the beach club area for a couple without children? Any fun adult activities in Disney Springs? My husband loves live music, so we will probably try jelly rolls, but I am wondering if there is anything else. We will be there Sunday to Thursday. Thanks, girls. Listening to your podcast while I get in shape, while I walk to get in shape for Disney. Thanks for helping me along. My walks are much easier while getting my Disney fix. Well, Michelle, thank you for listening. First of all, um, I'm really excited for you because this is what I do. I don't do rope drop. I don't go to the parks all day anymore. I just, especially during food and wine, I'm there for the food and that's it. So you're staying at the beach club, which is most of our favorite resorts. So you're in a great area. Um, what isn't there to do? around the boardwalk it, it doesn't have to be child's you know focused i would say take some afternoons and spend the day by storm along bay have a pool day have some fruity cocktails delivered to your your seat um, they also have if you're into art they now do at the beach club and the boardwalk resorts those wine and paint um activities where you, I think it's like 50 to $60 and you, you paint whatever Disney scene they have. They even have ones where you paint wine glasses, which sounds fun. Um, you can rent a Surrey bike over at the boardwalk and kind of do the loop around Crescent Lake there, which I've done. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, what else can you do? Abracadabra uh, was one of I was going to say in the evenings, Abracadabra, which I believe Charlotte and I have planned in a couple of weeks. It's a um, lot of fun. Um, oh, also at the 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 boardwalk, this is a hidden gem. Not a lot of people know there know it's there, but the Bellevue Lounge, which is the mm. um, it's kind of right off the lobby of the boardwalk. In it's a lounge. They do breakfast in the mornings and the evenings. It's cocktails um, and coffee, but they 
they have um, it's themed like the 1920s. So they have old school radios with old timey radio broadcasts playing in the background. So it sets up a fun environment. And then there's also board games. So you can kind of sit in these comfy sofas, play board games and just hang out and relax. Uh, Jelly Rolls is a lot of fun. There is still a cover charge. So that's something to know. The last time I was there, I think it was like $10 a person. I don't know if that's gone up though. Um, also yeah. movies, movies at, you know, they have outdoor movies on the beach next to the fire pit at the beach clubs. So there's a lot. You mentioned the games at the Bellevue Lounge. There's also that, I call it the solarium. I don't know what the official name is at the beach club. Um, you'll have, I almost have to walk through it from the villas into the beach mm -hmm. club itself and they have games and um, it's a nice place to sit as well. And go yeah. out for a nice dinner. You know, yeah. the Yachtsman Steakhouse is right there across the way is Flying Fish. Um, what is it? Il Molino at the Swan, the Italian restaurant. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Uh -huh. um, you know, treat yourselves to a nice dinner and, and definitely some pool time. Yeah. She asked about fun activities for adults at Disney Springs. Um, I mean, gosh, Disney Springs, there's so much to do. <laughs> just, just shop and the eat. The whole place is one giant live, adult activity. Yeah. Live yeah. music everywhere. There's always some entertainment being played at Disney Springs. I mean, oh, yeah. I love NBA that. experience is open now. Wine Bar George. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that does it for that question. Let's see. Uh, so next up, we have a question from Sandy. Uh, and she says, hi, fellow princesses. My family is planning a trip kind of last minute to Walt Disney World in January. Normally, we are a family of four and most recently stayed in a family suite at Art of Animation, a Cars family suite. We loved it. This trip will have three more joining us. They will only be joining us for a portion of the trip. What is the best way to go about booking rooms for seven people? What are the options? My husband really wants to add a dining plan to our trip like we did last time. If he had his way, he would try for a package with the free dining perk every time. However, I know after listening to this podcast and the previous podcast with Sarah and Jennifer that that's not as easy to come by anymore. Love any advice you have. Thanks for always sharing the magic of Disney each week. Sandy. Okay. So... Seven is tricky because most of the suites sleep up to six, but there are a few that sleep up to seven. At that point, if you wanted one sort of area for all of you to be together, um, it would be one of the deluxe villa resorts um, would be pretty much your only option. Um, I think there are, is it only three bedrooms that sleep seven or there are some two bedrooms that sleep there are seven, some, right? Two bedrooms. There are some two bedrooms, yeah. Yeah, but only at select resorts, right? Correct. Like not every two bedroom sleeps seven. So, yeah, and it's it's really tricky. Like Animal Kingdom Lodge will have like one less pull out thing, right? But yeah. for the most part, I would say a two bedroom and above, you will be fine with. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but your other, of course, your other option is to just book two rooms and request that they be connecting. Now, that's never a guarantee. It's just a request, but Disney will do their best and you know, they have a very high success rate <laughs> with connecting <laughs> rooms is what I will say. Um, so that would be an option as well. Now, uh, as far as free dining goes, free dining is completely hit or miss. Um, we haven't seen it at all for 2020. I don't know that we will. I'm sure that we will in some form, but not for January. Um, at this point, if it were going to be available for January, I think we would have already it would seen be, it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would probably book two rooms 
you know, one room for your entire family, the whole stay, and then a shorter stay for the other family. That's probably right. what I would do. Well, and that's the other problem. Thank you for, I completely forgotten that it was two different sets of dates. You can't, everybody in a room has to be saying the same number of dates when you're talking about a package. So right. um, if you have two different sets of dates, then you have to do two different rooms. Period. Right. End or story. get dining for everybody whole for the stuff. entire thing and all that. It's a whole, right. yeah. it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you weren't getting a dining plan or if you were annual pass holders, that would be different. But if you're going to need tickets and, you know, the people who are staying the shorter amount of time are going to have to get the seven or eight day tickets, how, depending on however long you're staying. So it's, right. yeah. Right. Whereas if you treat it as basically two separate trips, you know, you can get how the ticket, you know, however many tickets you need for your family, the other fam family can get the length of tickets that they need for their family and everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. um, but if you wanted to do a villa, then you could always split your stay. That's another way to do it. But then you still got that whole issue of shorter tickets or longer tickets and all that. So yeah, I think the easiest way is just to get two separate rooms, two separate reservations. Two rooms. Yep. Yeah. All right, Charlie, you want to read the next one? Okay, sure. This is from Maura. Oh, and she says, okay, princesses. <laughs> we all love our Disney themed purses, but do you use them at home? Which one do you use the most at home? Is it a tote? Um, hobo crossbody which brand is it does anyone notice when you're out and do they comment i love the charlie thing hobo is one type of bag and crossbody is another type of bag <laughs> I, i've never heard i know crossbody is but hobo is not a very pc word anymore so i don't know what that is that's, for a yep, bag that's a that's a bag style a yeah. bag. <laughs> so charlotte does not use those kinds of <laughs> not, that is not true i use a crossbody and i know what that is <laughs> but it doesn't have to be a crossbody anyway um well let's what since we're stopped let's go ahead and answer this question um i have a um little vera ba vera bradley crossbody and i use it most of the time at home although i have others um I have that sling backpack that I have that I got from Disney Tag that is a it's just plain blue with a little Disney Mickey logo at the bottom. So there's the occasion that I get comments on my on my bag, but at home, but not very often to be honest. So yeah. I use them all the time at home. I'm a person who changes her bag like some some women carry one bag all the time. I am not that girl. I um, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am not that girl. I change my bag based on my outfit. <laughs> so I frequently can be spotted around town wearing Disney Dooney and Burke purses. Um, I do have a Vera Bradley Disney, but that's pretty much a park bag. I don't typically wear a crossbody at home. Um, I like a tote. I'm a tote kind of girl. So um, yeah, it's not at all uncommon to see me around Connecticut with a, a, a Dooney and Burke tote um, to go with whatever outfit I'm wearing that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't believe it or not. I actually don't even have that many Disney bags anymore. I kind of have gotten rid of them through the years. Uh, the ones I have left are, um, I have the, uh, the original, I mean like 10 years ago, Junie and Bork, uh, Disney cruise line, uh, weekender bag. Mm -hmm. So I still have that. I actually used that this weekend, but that, or last week, but that was just to go to Disneyland. So that's not around town. Um, and I have the original Dooney and Bork uh, pattern for Aulani from years ago. And those are really the only two that I have left. And that one I'll kind of use in the fall around this time of year, but not much. It is a tote because I like a bigger bag. Um, other than that, my Disney bags, they're mostly just backpacks and I use them when I'm out at the parks. So that's about it. <laughs> 
Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I like to go bagless in the park, so I also like to go bagless at home. So yeah. if I can fit everything in my pockets, I certainly do. I will um, say my uh, Haunted Mansion backpack, lots of compliments on. Everybody loves that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So next she says, what other Disney fashion do you wear when not at the parks? Sweatshirts. I mean, I'm wearing oh, a he's... t-shirt right now. That's a Jungle oh, I got Cruise you that t-shirt. one. Yeah. Um, so it says if you're if you don't believe me, you're in denial. Like from the Jungle Cruise, it's a ho- little hooded long sleeve t shirt. I got um, my uh, my hooded my hoodie on right now, DVC hoodie, and I have my my long sleeve t shirt that has the Queen of Hearts on it and says, "Get to the part where I lose my temper." <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I always have Alice in Wonderland type things on yeah, at all times. I, I mean, I, I'm often wearing a Disney t shirt of some of some yeah. sort. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We're sort of opposites. I never wear Disney clothes when I'm not at Disney, ever. Um, I but I carry my Disney bag, and I almost always have on Disney earrings, which are really small and really subtle. So you you sort of have to look at them to know they're Cinderella coaches, um, little tiny diamond and silver Cinderella or gold, white gold Cinderella coaches. Um, but you really got to look at them to see what they are typically. Um, so yeah, my only Disney is in my accessories, not in my not in my clothes. I yeah. think the only t-shirts and sweatshirts I own are Disney. Ninety <laughs> percent of them. So there's always a Disney t-shirt on or something. Yeah. Um, and then she says, I shamelessly wear my new Loungefly mini backpack, but not every day. And I stack my Disney Alex and Ani and Mickey Stead earrings when I need a Disney fix. And she agrees with you, uh, Sarah. The jewelry is subtle, but the bag definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no I- one says it. A word. I kind of want somebody to say "cute bag." I will say you're you talking match. about, and I think they're cute. Yes. Laura, I want one of those lounge fly bags so badly, but I'm like, where am I going to wear that? Every, you know, I want one. I want the rose gold one and the Arendelle Aqua. I will say, when I was at Disneyland last week, they now have an actual mini backpack, so you don't wear it on your back. It has a loop that you loop through your belt, so it becomes sort of a fanny pack, and it's adorable. It's like six inches tall. It's the cutest thing. Cute. So like a fanny pack or a backpack, but that you wear on your hip. But yes, it's okay. It's, it's so big. Like, so it's like adorable. teeny tiny, but it's like, like you're gonna cute. put your phone and your your chapstick and your credit cards in there, and that's it. And like you know, maybe like a tiny mini brush. You're not fitting a lot in there, but it's really cute. <laughs> I, think it, I do think it's pretty funny how um, fanny packs are kind of back. Why are they back? I know. I, I mean, know. I get it. It's convenient, it's but convenient. not attractive. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. But. Okay. Well, thank you, Maura, for that question. And cute bag. Yeah. Very cute bag. <laughs> we love it. All Wait, right. what color, Maura? Write in and tell us which color you have. Yeah, you didn't tell us which lounge fly backpack. Because you might need to get a new one, depending on the color. Clearly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. How do you want to read the next one? Sure. Okay, this is from Angela, and she says, Hello, you awesome ladies. (laughs) I love her already. (laughs) I just wanted to shoot a fun question your way for the upcoming listener Q&A session. If you could only visit Disneyland or Disney World for a specific month for the rest of your lives, which month would you choose? It can be a different month for each park if needed. Hope you have fun with that one. Oh, I do. October for both of them. Food and Wine Festival and Halloween in Florida, Halloween in California. That is all I need for the rest of my life, the I, end. 
I nope. agree. Sarah is shaking Sarah her head at me. Yeah. She is shaking her head, but I don't care because food and wine. The end. November, you get Halloween, food and wine, and Christmas. No, because it depends on if you, you, you have to go like super early so, in November. And I I'm get, going in look, November, and I will tell you right now, I'm really upset that I'm not there in October. Because my wedding I'm anniversary Christmas is November and I'm 1st. missing Halloween and I'm getting the tail end of food and wine and there are no special events at food and wine because it's the last weekend. Oh, well, my wedding anniversary is November 1st. So I would always go in November, catch the very last Christ or the very last Halloween party, um, food and wine, and then catch the start of the Christmas season. So that's my Well, Christmas is going to come super early at Disney this year because the yep. ha- Christmas parade is taping on like the 5th. Yep. So that means that on the... After the thirty like first, they're gonna get second. They're gonna be yep. doing it. Yeah, yeah, they're yep. gonna get all the. So, I well, can I just can I say like I want to go like October fifteenth through November fifteenth? That's a month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a month. There you go. Um, no, I, I I love the fall Halloween decorations at the Magic Kingdom so much. I love that the wreath with the Mickey pumpkin. Uh, almost um, as much as if not more than the than the christmas decorations i just lo- i just love their fall decorations i love it that they go all out for fall and that it's unique to mainly like magic kingdom and disneyland park and at tokyo disneyland they have the fall decorations too and tokyo disneyland holy cow their halloween decor is outstanding so maybe well, that's I what i would say over here too at California Adventure because this year is the first year that they have put the Halloween party at California Adventure. They've always decorated, but my goodness, that park is to the nines. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Plus all the Halloween treats. Go get yourself a spooky cone macaron. You're welcome. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I saw your photo of those yesterday. It looks so cute. It is my favorite favorite Halloween treat there. Favorite. <laughs> all right, so. October and November, basically. Sorry, sorry, rest of the calendar. We got nothing for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to turn down a trip at just about any time. But if I could only go once a year, you know, that... can I give you choose? No. Yeah, that's it. That's when I'm going. Oh, which I just realized when we're there in a few weeks, the Christmas decor will all be up at, at least at Magic Kingdom. So, wow. Yeah. Not ready. Yeah, I'm not ready at all. <laughs> no. I still think it's March. I'm so yeah. unprepared for the holidays. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a meme yesterday that said, according to Target, it's currently Hollow Thanksmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I went to Ralph's last week for grocery shopping, and they still have, like, pounds and pounds of Halloween candy. And then they're like, but here, look, Christmas. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, I don't even have my Halloween candy yet. You stop. <laughs> All right. So next question is from Bronwyn. Uh, Your podcast is my favorite thing to listen to when I'm completing my art homework each week. Your conversations are like listening to the inside of my brain. (laughs) Oh, I almost feel bad for you. (laughs) Uh, My question, is the Verizon deal for Disney Plus for new or current customers? Thank you all, Bronwyn. It's for everybody. So if you have already purchased your Disney Plus, um, when it launches on... November 12th, you can go to uh, verizon.com slash Disney Plus, and you'll be able to add that. Um, it's under settings, apps and add-ons or something. Can, can you tell I called Verizon about that this week? Um, <laughs> uh, and you'll be able to add it there. Um, it'll just put a pause on your paid subscription for a year. And so you'll get your free subscription first. And then when that ends, 
um, your pa previously paid subscription will start. So if you've already purchased a one year or a three year or whatever it was subscription, now you get two years or four years or whatever it is. So that's awesome. I it's a nice little perk. I'm still I'm looking for somebody to, to share their login with me. So feel free to send that over. <laughs> this all starts. <laughs> I so I read this question in a different way. And I read it, is it for new or current customers of Verizon? So either way, it's still both, but it's only with unlimited plans. So I should say okay. that. So it's available with any of the different unlimited plans. So okay. check your plan. So I, so I could go sign up for Verizon now and get an extra year. Of as Plus. far as I know. Yep. That's cool. from, what the, from what they told me. So, but check with Verizon. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next question. Charlie, you want to take this? Sure. This was from Sherry. Hi, ladies. Since you have all been, I would love to hear a podcast all about Disneyland Paris. Should I stay on property? What's the difference between the hotels? Do you have restaurant recommendations? What are the must-do rides? What is it, exactly is the second park, etc.? I'm sure there's more, but I don't know anything about it or Paris, so I don't know what else to ask. I'm going next June with some friends, so I'll be sending you a separate email for some travel help. Uh, thanks from Sherry. All right, Sherry, you asked for it. You're going to get it. And the next, either next week or the week after, we are going to do a, an entire podcast on Disneyland Paris. Um, we've done some blog posts on it, and we've mentioned it here and there, but we've never done an entire podcast on it. So that's what we're going to talk about um, either next week or the week after that. So stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, Sherry's question plus a couple of other comments we got made us think, hmm, maybe we should do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's going to come and yeah. we'll read that question again and we will go through it and give you all of our opinions on it. Yeah. My first instinct was, I think we've done that already. And then I looked through all the podcasts and was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so wish granted. That one was easy. Uh, all right. So our next question is from Mary Beth. Heather, you want to read that? I sure do. So Mary Beth says, listening to your latest podcast made me think about sleeping arrangements on the ships. Does, Di Ugh. Does Disney have any staterooms with two twin beds instead of the king size bed? We've taken many DCL trips, but have always been as a family of four. On our next trip, we're going to have two single grandmas, my mother and her sister. They want to share a stateroom. Will they need to share the king? I doubt either of them will want to sleep on the sofa bed. Um, first, I will say that sofa bed is very comfortable, so don't feel bad about somebody sleeping on there. Um, I don't know if they do any. They did for a while. Um, but I'm pretty sure that they stopped that, right? They yep. do not. When there they are, when all the ships went into zero. dry dock. Yeah, yeah when the ships zero. went into dry dock, they took them all out and now it's just the king bed. It's plus... not a king, it's a queen. Oh no, I didn't know that. I it's thought a it was queen just bed, king. not a king bed. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. So they are non separating beds. Um most of the other cruise lines still do have beds that separate, but Disney does not. Um and then that that sofa, don't think of it as a sofa bed. It is more of a couch that converts into a day bed, much like some that you would get at like the beach club or the, mm -hmm. or the other rooms, Grand Floridian that sleep five guests. Um, it is a mattress on the flip side of a couch. So it is quite comfortable, but yeah, they will either have to share the bed or they will have to, one of them will have to sleep on the sofa, but don't think of it as, you know, one of those pullouts. It is not like that. It is an actual mattress. And it's really, really comfy. Like yeah, I yeah. said, it's not, it's not like springs in the back. It, it's, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the stateroom attendant will fold it up and down um, every day. So you don't, they don't even have to deal with, with all of that. So. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, in our case, in Charlotte's in my case, you know, it worked out pretty well for us because of the curtain that divides the two areas. Um, Charlotte likes to have the TV on at night. So it was perfect. So she could have, as she calls it, her cave. <laughs> so she could have her cave with the um, twin bed and the TV and the curtain closed. And then I could be uh, thrashing around <laughs> in the queen size bed um, and not hurting anybody. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> All right. So next question uh, is from Paula. Oh, looks like this is our last one. Okay, perfect. All right. Hi, princesses. I've listened since day one of the podcast and love the show. Thank you. We are going on a Norwegian cruise line cruise at the end of November. Plot twist. And have <laughs> one day in Orlando before we depart. I've purchased tickets to attend Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party on December 1st. Can you give me some recommendations on how to plan that event? How would you structure your time there to be able to get to the rides and see the shows and parade? I plan to have my kids, 10 and 8, rest up in the afternoon so that we can stay in the park as late as possible. Any input would be appreciated. Paula. All right, Paula. So much like our previous question, you are going to get your answer in the form of a future podcast. So either this week or next week, whichever one we don't do the Disneyland Paris episode, we're going to do um, the holidays at Walt Disney World. And we'll be talking about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So we'll give tips on how to make the most of the party and other special holiday time events that are taking place. So it will be out, however, before your trip. Pinky promise. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and that's it. That's all we have for questions, right? Did I miss any? That's all I have. Okay. Fantastic. All right. So that brings us to the end of our podcast. Uh, stay tuned for the Patreon extra. If you're a Patreon supporter, again, if you're not, you can join us at any time, patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. You can subscribe at the two, five or $10 a month level. Each level gets you different perks, but everybody gets access to the bonus podcast content. So uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite, very small Instagram social media star. So <laughs> Little, little tiny hint, tiny hint. Uh, and some of the other social media stuff that we're obsessed with right now. So we will get into that uh, shortly. And then let's say, let's do holidays next week because that's more time sensitive. And then we'll do Disneyland Paris the week after that. So you can stay tuned for those upcoming episodes. So knowing that we're going to be talking about those two things, if there are any questions that you'd like us to answer about those specific topics, Disneyland Paris or holidays at specifically Walt Disney World, you can email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Come join our Facebook group. We're having so much fun over there. We're getting new members every single day. It's great. People are talking about their trips and they're sharing photos and they're asking questions. Um, so you can find us under Facebook groups, Disney Park Princess Facebook group. That's different then liking our Facebook page, okay? So Facebook page is one thing. That's something that you like. Facebook group is a different thing. That's something you join. Uh, and then, of course, you can find us on Instagram and Pinterest as well. So that's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, we'll everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.